bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. Well, looks like we're not quitting the podcast, Meow Meow. Even though some people want us to. <laughs> Including us. <laughs> the most Sorry. <laughs> oh, we're just so crass. We're so classless. Oh, God. Well, I love high gas prices. I just love high gas prices. Oh, I love it. I love inflation and high gas prices. Mm-hmm. That's what I love. That's what we love. That's what we, we just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I think the exact quote was like, it's one thing to be into politics and it's another thing to be deranged. Well, if I'm deranged, then I don't know what the Republican Party is. So go fact. I mean, yourself. honestly, or even not liberal. Even if you're just not Democrat, you try to be in the middle, you're even more motherfucking deranged, bitch. (laughs) I mean, that's what's up. If you get from this podcast that we like high gas prices and like inflation, then you're just not listening. So I don't know what to tell you. Sorry that you can't listen. Sorry you only want to hear what you want to hear, but that's not what we're ever said. We're funny when we're being normal. Yeah, just normal, not talking about politics. Oh, my God. I'm sorry that, like, it's not funny when I talk about, like, my rights being taken away. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm not funny. It's not funny to you. Yeah, it's Biden's fault that the gas prices are high. It's Biden's fault there's global inflation. You don't know what you're talking about. You haven't read the information. You don't have facts on your side. And you're an asshole. So... So I guess listen to us on other platforms where we're being normal and just yeah, go to our Patreon podcast. It's not about politics. <laughs> uh, go to dumbgaypolitics.com or go to Julian. If you can't hear the word politics, go to julianbrandy.com or there's a link in the description of this podcast <sighs> for our Patreon podcast, which is not about politics and there's no ads and mm-hmm. it's better. That's the platform we request you to go to, you <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> now, um, I would I would actually... Be like, you know what? You're right. We are deranged and we're going to quit this podcast. But we uh-huh. won. Apparently, we won the fucking Senate. So we're not going to quit for now. Barely. We aren't really out of the woods for the House and the House of Representatives, the other wing of Congress. And But I thought Biden makes all the laws. <laughs> which means that we could still quit because I don't know what we're going to we do if we lose Nance Pelosi. And um, it's funny because we've been whopping out and standing out and it's 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 a bad time to be fucking standing nance pelos because yeah. we're about to lose nance pelos and right after we did a full podcast probably the one that piece of shit listened to <laughs> dedicated to nance pelos yeah a week less than a week later the husband got bashed in the head with Crazy. a fucking 80 year old husband insane absolutely so insane we've been we've we've been on the roller coaster with her and it's and 
last week we talked about Anthony, K-pop Anthony, who had he had taken a break for a mm-hmm. little while from the Patreon. I guess he had, he had stayed here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, no, he took a break from the Patreon. He stayed on oh. to the deranged this. Mm-hmm. And he came back to the Patreon and I guess he wanted to just celebrate being back. And he sent us um, some gifts. Mm-hmm. And one of them was a Nance Pelosi notebook, which was very exciting because he had sent that before. I said specifically that I was lurking on Chinazon looking for fucking Nance Pelosi art, mm. which obviously Chinazon is the worst place to get any sort of art. But I was looking for like, you know, tchotchke type of art yeah, or like, right. you know, something that we could put her portraiture up in the. Yeah. In the drug. It didn't den. need to be some, you know, fucking Franklin Mint fucking collector's <laughs> item. Oh. But I knew that Chinazon was not the place to be. I was only on there because I was looking for the superhero, the action figure. Oh, superheroes. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was there. I told the whole story. Who cares? Lo and behold, we're at the French mail place. Yeah. Where we met Christine. Oh, Christine. Well, she listens. Christine joined now. the Patreon because yeah. we shamed her. Uh-huh. And I don't even know if she listens to the Patreon, but she joined it. And we saw her. And right when we saw Christine, we were opening this package out in front of the French mail place from Anthony. And it was a goddamn life-size cutout of <gasps> Nance Palos. It's so good. I mean, I told, I told Anthony, I messaged him. I said, bitch, you are giving us unlimited lives. Ugh. We cannot be killed in the game. Now, we put her up next to Jack Sparrow, and it's absolutely incredible. Some of you may recall, uh, Johnny, Yanni McGovern got Julie a <laughs> life-size cutout of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> and I would say it was for your birthday, but it yeah. was a gift to us both because yeah. we do. We have been doing drugs with Jack Sparrow since 2020. I think that was the birthday he got that for you. Now, it's so good. Nance is next to Jack Sparrow, jo- yeah. Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. dressed as a pirate. And it's just, honestly, Anthony, there really just aren't words for what it did for the drug den. What it, to me, I have told Julie, it's like, one, this, our pod, new podcast studio is huge. Our new drug den is huge. The room is pretty much all windows, but they're covered with like window coverings. But at night, you can see the silhouette of Jack Sparrow outside, like with his pirate hat. Uh, but now we have Nance next to Jack, so good. Johnny Depp. And from outside, it's clearly two people. And it's Nance from the Obama era. And if anyone is familiar, she has shorter hair than she does now. And while on the surface, of course, we would want the Nance from our years doing this podcast because we didn't even know about Nance. Yeah. Back then. Right. It it's better because I need Anthony to know that Nance is a small lady. Uh-huh. She's she's giving you a Phyllis type of stature, <laughs> Phyllis Goldman. Uh-huh. And, you know, Johnny Depp is taller and he's got his long hair and he's got his filthy tan. And and I, what I'm getting to is it basically looks like Julie and me <laughs> from far away if you squint your eyes. Because Nance has shorter hair. Right. She's shorter than Johnny Depp. And Johnny Depp has his long witch mm-hmm. hair and his dirty tan. Mm-hmm. And from outside in the silhouette, it definitely could be us. For sure. <laughs> so I've been out there and thought, is that us? Yeah. Literally like in a other are this is an alternative universe and that's us and And i'm out here and you came in and you were like i love it from the outside (laughs) you're so into it and i just have to keep going through the details i need to post a pic like on our patreon because yeah 
Nancy Pelosi, it's her head to toe. So obviously it's from a picture that someone took because it's not licensed. And Ugh. she seems kind of uncomfortable in the photo. Her hands are clasped in front of her. Yeah. She's in a, a khaki lady suit. She's always got her necklace. You know, if it were from our era, she we, she would have an iconic mask down though. Right. You an know? iconic mask. Yeah. And the, yes. Yeah. Um, She's got all of her jewelry she always has. It's sensible. Her yes. clothes are impeccable. 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 Always sitting. The uh, hair is sitting. Uh, so she, uh, she has her hands clasped in front of her and a smile. But she's giving the smile of a fan's like, Nancy, can I get a picture? And she's like, sure. Yeah. And then she takes it. So she's slightly uncomfortable. And when she's placed next to Jack Sparrow, mm -hmm. it's the perfect fan pick that he lurked up high to take the pick and ask if he could get a pick with her. And then she agrees, but she stands uncomfortably. We put them yeah, she's right like, next Who's to this monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. I mean, yeah. it's so, it's so yeah. perfect. It's so perfect. I love it so much. And I said mm. also, my mouth, that mm. it's the, it is the perfect, it encapsulates the utter essence of this podcast <laughs> in every way. It's Nancy Pelosi. And drugged out fucking Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow. It's, You're right. It's perfect. It's perfect. He's a renegade. He's up all night. Yeah. He's a swashbuckler. Right. She's a renegade. Right. She's up all night. Yeah. She gets work done. She raises money. He steals money. Yeah. They're, they, um, but they're, he's they're doing a, it. He's a fighter. He's a lover. Yeah. She is are. as well. They're two uh, sides of the same, same fucking coin. Yeah, they really are. The same sexy Both ass have heart. fucking coin. Yep. And it's killing the game. I mean, I can't believe Ugh. how much it has elevated. You know, we're thriving. Thriving. We are thriving. Now, speaking of the Patreon where we're going to send the piece of shit, um, <laughs> Jenny Graham, mm -hmm. who also, she sent us, she's, she's one of the winners of Patreon Idols, Jenny Graham. Okay. And she sent us an Etsy gift card after mentioning last week that we were just lurking around for the Nance Pelosi art. So now we can still get a framed piece, some type of framed piece, or we can oh. get a bobblehead or whatever oh. we want to get because she sent us an Etsy gift card, which I didn't even know was a thing. Didn't know either. Good to know. She says, hey, guys, happy new drug den. I wanted to send some Etsy money so you could buy Nance Pelosi art here instead of on Amazon. As you know, Patreon kicked me off. So I also needed to do something to support you during this trying time while you do without my $8 a month. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers and drugs, Jenny. How dare Patreon? Well, Patreon is having, um, they're doing some site upgrades. So there have been some little glitches. Mm -hmm. We have experienced that too. And yes, it was completely fucking annoying um, when we experienced it. But they're making the way for the creators like us to like post video directly to the site. Like I guess we don't do a lot of video, but we are possibly going to start posting video for like our higher pledge, like our higher tiers. Uh -huh. Right. Yes. Um, but you had to previously, I think, post through Vimeo or something, and they, they're upgrading the site. And that said, and it is annoying, but Patreon is always having to keep up with the fucking incessant Apple upgrades and updates to yeah. the OS and the iOS, mm -hmm. which, to be fair, are completely fucking more annoying and exhausting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can thank TikTok and Russian malware for constantly having to update our devices. That's yeah. why. That's why Apple does that. That's the only reason is like, well, they figured out a way to get into the internet, Safari, and blah, blah, blah. It's always just going to be your 
your web browser. That's the issue. So if you're on Patreon already and you're already subscribed to us and you're having problems or experiencing any problems like Jenny Graham, before anything else, try logging out of the app if you're using the app and go to go to like a desktop web browser. And if you're using, if you're already on a desktop or your laptop, um, try using like Firefox or Google Chrome or something like that. I know that's annoying, but just try that because it'll, sometimes it'll be fixed by that. And Patreon will get back to you. They fix, they did fix our issue mm-hmm. and it was on their end. And um, I, I just like to blame Apple in situations like that because um, Apple is shit. <laughs> I mean, that's why. (laughs) And if you're not in our Patreon family yet, don't let that deter you. We live to work and work to live. Yeah. That's just what we do. And even though the podcast you're currently listening to is the most work that we do all week, it pays the least out of every other job we do, which I think goes without saying is pretty fucking depressing. Yeah. And it also pays later than every other job. It sure does. You know what I love? Getting paid once every three months. Yeah. And having it be less than a minimum wage so we want every single one of our 14 listeners to join our patreon podcast and we won't stop pushing it on you guys until that happens it's two we do two extra podcasts a week it's one dollar for one podcast and two dollars for two podcasts they're both an hour long there's no ads they're not about politics like i said before on this week's patreon julie made the music uh for an original song you basically what's that called like you like, I just like went on GarageBand. No, you, I'm sorry. I went on Logic and I did like all, you know, s- samples. And yeah, loops. like like the music part. Not, and then mm-hmm. we like workshopped the lyrics live on the Patreon. Right. We did many different amalgamations of the song, but we want to play a snippet of one version because it accidentally got political. <laughs> and so, of course, it has to come over here where we are deranged. This goes out to the little douche who left the review. <laughs> They're all the same. It doesn't matter. We'll play this on the regular weed. Oh, I see. Okay, wait. They are all there. No, that's you no. Know, that's so good with Marjorie. You can be M- <laughs> MTG. Yeah, you can do this shit about hello CrossFit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Her bod. Great. Bod shame. Hello. <laughs> do you feel something hot on you, Marge? <laughs> Do you feel it hot right now? (laughs) It's my Jewish lasers burning (laughs) on you. Boring a hole into your hollow head that doesn't contain a brain of your own. You're a pumped up steroid (laughs) monster from hell. And there's only one thing for you to do, which is for you to take your power and put it inside and kill yourself. You should fucking kill yourself. All you're doing is ruining the world and being destructive, you fucking cunt. You are just the worst, you leathery bag. You look like a wrestler from the 80s. Said with love from a person who also looks like a wrestler from the 80s. You're an overmuscled cheating bitch who's a liar and a hypocrite and such a fucking cunt. 9-11 happened. <laughs> yes. Jews don't run the world. Sorry, asshole. That is such bullshit. Maybe we like run like agencies and stuff and like a few banks or whatever. 
but read your history and understand what's going on and learn facts and stuff, you dumb fucking bitch. Good. <laughs> that was strong. Could have been better. That's could've true. Could've it could have been. Could have been. been. It could have been. Oh. Well. And it could have been better. Yeah. I had a, we had already been doing 35 minutes of singing, and I think I just lost words. I could only think of like yeah, you didn't want to you didn't want to do a political one. Um, I insisted because we got in so, the song took a form called "Kill Yourself Today," <laughs> and we couldn't really think of anyone good besides like Bill Cosby <laughs> because yeah, we were brain dead probably high and we were just like only after the fact we thought about all the people that we hated yeah. that weren't oh, we thought about personal people that we hate that we couldn't mention but um we we couldn't think about any i should have done taylor lorenz and i yeah. we just didn't do it she's slightly political too though that's true she works for the see, new york yeah, times yeah see there's no one besides yeah. outside of politics no, we that i would found, tell we could have found we could have done anyone we could have done shane dawson oh yeah oh good one <laughs> we could have done jeffree a, star a lot of youtube people yeah you're right you could have done anyone that does stuff with animals yes you're right yeah so we just weren't thinking, but um, that right. really wasn't the best sales pitch for the Patreon. But we, uh, the thirty-five minutes before that, <laughs> I had a great time listening to because it didn't start out as "Kill Yourself Today." It no. started out as a lonely woman <laughs> answering the phone, and then she's like, "Who's there?" And it was kind of a spooky song. Yeah. Well, and I love an '80s ballad, obviously. Yeah, and I wouldn't say it was a ballad. I love an '80s upbeat. What is that? It's, it's not a dance song, but yeah, it's, it's like a. It's, it's kind of like who's watching you? Yeah, whatever that song I was. Wear my all that, yeah, right, yeah. Well, if you liked it at all, then go to the link in the description blurb of this podcast, or go to julianbrandy.com, and there's all the info to subscribe. There's like an RSS link, and that sounds confusing, but it's it's pretty simple to do. Um, you just it's like you you put the link into whatever podcast player you use. And automatically every week, our Patreon podcast will go right into your, you know, Apple Podcasts or mm -hmm. Google Play or Podbean or whatever the fuck you listen on, um, whatever you use. They'll just show up there every week like a toxic little surprise. You don't even have to do anything <laughs> other than pay us money. <laughs>
Hi, girls. Here we are again, <laughs> again drained and exhausted. <laughs> yep. Everybody <laughs> said, Leah, they've been requesting. They said, you need to have on the goat of, of dumb gay politics to talk about yeah. the midterms. That's you, greatest of all time. And without uh, even realizing that you're the goat, the words were spoken, let me mute the news before talking to you. <laughs> I have I have the television on in every room, and I've got the, all the on the live feeds on on like every computer. I, I mean, so what's tell, tell our fourteen listeners, Leo? What is happening? It's we are officially one week out from voting day. So as of Tuesday, November fourteenth, what is happening with these fucking midterms? <laughs> All right. So originally, because of historical precedent in every basic election in the last pretty much century, the midterms are a referendum on, you know, the current administration. And the current administration never can keep everybody happy. So there's always a bunch of disgruntles. And then you add that to the party <laughs> line people in the grievance people, you know, that are mad about everything. And then you add then the, the, the party like diehards. And so usually it's a landslide. And, you know, I think Obama lost 60 seats, Clinton lost 40. I don't know about Clinton, but they all lose 30, 40, 50, 60 seats. So this time around, because of the insurrection, because of Trump, because of all the chaos, you know, the Democrats were hopeful that they would kind of hold the line. But it didn't look like that because grievance politics, Donald Trump undermining the administration, inflation, COVID that we're recovering from, everybody blaming Biden for the global inflation, blaming him for the global supply chain problems, blaming them for everything. Things were looking kind of gloom and doom. Well, the reason we had really need to hold the house or keep it close is because we don't want to shut down, you know, the investigation into January 6th. And the Senate is most important. It's important for a lot of reasons, but that's how they stole the Supreme Court two seats. It was by, you know, Mitch McConnell and Donald Trump, you know, powering through before Ginsburg was in the grave and then staying without you know, a, 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 a justice for an entire year because he said, McConnell said it was an election year. And then 11 days before the election, he railroaded through, um, what's his, her name? Uh, Ken, the one that replaced Ginsburg, Barrett. And then right before that, Kennedy at actually his prime mysteriously retired. And it turned out that Kennedy's son was the one allocating the money for the Trump real estate out of um yeah deutsche bank or whatever he had like a thing with deutsche bank yeah and there was a lot of suspicion about the supreme court and you know the old saying you know pigs get fat and hogs get slaughtered well this they got these right-wing religious primarily catholics along with clarence the who's walking <laughs> the insurrection it's funded the insurrection and they got these right-wing judges on the supreme court who's supposed to just you know um go actually apply the law who all under oath during the committee uh confirmation hearing said that you know roe versus wade which is a woman's right to choose was settled law and so a lot of people didn't believe it, but of course, you know, the ones that really mattered, like Susan Collins, a swing voter, she clutched her little pearls and, oh, he gave me his word, you know, her, oh, she's so funny. And so they railroaded these judges through. So then along comes 
Roe versus Wade up on the docket and they overthrew it. Mm -hmm. So then the Democrats, especially the women and a lot of the men and a lot of the young people just were outraged that we had been basically for 50 years, this right that we had had been taken away and that the justices had lied about it in order to get on the court and that Trump had let the Federalist Society, the religious ideologues, uh, pretending to be intellects, uh, choose who the judges were. So the Democrats got fed up. So the pendulums kind of swung for a while. And we thought we had a chance of holding the, the House, maybe, but for sure holding the Senate and, if anything, gaining a seat or two. Then, you know, time goes by, the gas prices go up, the inflation's not getting any better, and, you know, the um, interest rates go up because of the Fed, which has nothing to do with Biden. And, of course, the Republicans started, you know, hammering all of that and hammering it and hammering it, and people started to think that they were, we were losing ground because of the Roe versus Wade was starting to wane. And then Fox News starts their campaign of it's going to be a red wave. History's going to, you know, repeat itself. And if you see Fox News clips, there's not one single commentator or host on Fox News that was going, oh, it's going to be a red wave. It's going to be a tsunami. It's going to be a bloodbath. And I kept thinking all along, they are trying to convince people that's what it's going to be in order so when if they do lose any seats, they can come out and say, see, we knew we were supposed to win and it was stolen. Mm -hmm. But what happened is the youth vote got out and the women's vote got out and we held the Senate and we're very close in the House. And we would hold the House if it weren't for the gerrymandering mm -hmm. by, you know, the cheating and gerrymandering that goes on. Yeah. Prime, you know, the Democrats do it a little bit because They've learned to do it, but it's really the Republican playbook. And Ron DeSantis railroaded. There was a new seat that came up because of the, the Census Bureau, which is primarily black and brown uh, communities. And he turned that somehow through his gerrymandering map into a Republican district. And then he took two other Democratic districts and flipped them into Republican districts. So all along, we always thought that we might flip those three house seats, but no one realized how significant that would be. Then in New York, the leg oh, by the way, the legislature even warned him against it and said, I don't think you can legally do this, but no one challenged it and he rammed it through. Yeah. He's horrible, by the way. <laughs> so then in New York, they picked up four seats that they flipped Unreal. because the, le yeah, the legislature voted on the map. Everyone agreed. And someone took it to court and a right-wing judge overthrew it and flipped the seats the way they wanted them. And we lost those four seats. So those seven seats, if we lose the House, which it kind of looks like we may lose it by anywhere between two and six seats, will be because of that gerrymandering. So the fact that we're even close in the House is a miracle. And then I also think that the assault on Nancy Pelosi's husband mm. People were really turned off by that, but it wasn't just the assault. It was the Republicans making fun and mocking and, you know, said Nancy back to her husband. I think that turned off a lot of moderate, realistic people and like, do we really want to live in such a mean world? And I think that worked against them. 
And now poor Kevin, who went down and kissed the ring and gave up his spine and his integrity and his character for Donald Trump is going to probably maybe not even wind up being the speaker. I know that is the craziest of all that that whole thing with Kevin McCarthy. So I think also that that our news, like the MSNBC, let's just say, I mean, the level of the narrative of the red wave and the red wave. I mean, mm-hmm. they picked up, picked it up, too. It was like it was only like James Corville or whatever his name is. And <laughs> yeah. that was willing to be like, no, I mean, we're, we don't know. And I also remember we had also Michael Moore, Michael Moore. Yeah, he was always. Yeah, we had we had Michael Steele on the podcast back in like like I feel like it was 2020 or something, maybe Mm. after the the election. I don't even know. But I remember it being a thing of um, when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris got elected and then we didn't have this like the Senate yet Mm -hmm. um, or we did or we maybe we didn't yet or we didn't have enough votes. We didn't have a super majority and that we couldn't pass the voting bill and everybody wanted to pass that H1N1 voting bill so that we could stop the redistricting that was going to happen this time. And here it all is. And we didn't have the votes. And we didn't have the votes. And by the way, everyone was thinking, California, California, that's our last hope. Of course they're going to go blue. But if you look at the four or five or six districts that aren't going blue or look like they're not going blue in California, they're all like those red pockets like like bakersfield and ted like or devin nunez type area yeah they're not west hollywood (laughs) no and it's funny because i spoke to my parents today and they for the first time were like oh california oh it's like republican sorry we have a lesbian mayor a woman attorney general a woman like massachusetts is somehow like fucking right. killing the game with all of it anyway so okay so here so so leah we 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 have the senate right yeah and then see when you have 50 50 and the um the vice president is the vote you know if it's a tie breaks the vote then that that's one scenario but if it's 50 50 they have a shared power that they have to do which means the republicans have a huge amount of say in all the committees and who's on them and they're split a lot so if we can win this next seat with warnock number one we won't have the split power chuck schumer and the republicans can run the committees how they want and two we won't have joe manchin or Kristen Cinema holding everybody hostage. So we need that seat in, in Georgia. We need it. And not to mention the fact Herschel Walker isn't qualified <laughs> to be a dog catcher. I mean, come on. Unreal. You know? It's just you've got this stand-up religious guy who spent his whole life helping people, preaching to people, helping the poor. And then you've got this guy that two women have come across and said that he paid for abortions. One of them said he drove her there. The other one's got receipts and checks and get well cards. And these people are just like, well, so we don't care that he's out saying, well, I'm anti-abortion and it's all a lie. She, they've got the receipts and these people just want to believe the lies. And then add to that, everyone was praising Brad Raffensperger for not being willing to find the 11,780 votes that Donald Trump needed to win Georgia. And everyone said, what a hero he is. Well, before this election, he said that they would have voting the Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, you know, before the vote on, on December the 9th or the Saturday before December 9th, one or both. And now he's coming out saying, no, nope, we're not doing that now because, you know, they want to suppress the vote. He's a ama- He and Kemp are huge voter 
suppressionists. That's just what they do. Yeah. So they can take the high road and, well, we maintained our integrity and we told the truth and we wouldn't steal the votes. No, but you're suppressing the votes. According yeah. to Stacey Abrams, they suppressed almost a million votes mm. two years ago. That guy so, Brad Raffelsberg and go fuck off. He's so lame. <laughs> like I had everyone ask like he's such a fucking hero. He didn't want to go to jail. Yeah, he didn't want to go to jail. They do everything exactly. they can by illegal means to yeah yes. to suppress the right. vote. It's like Les- Rusty Cornhole or yeah. whatever his name is. Like, yeah, yeah, Rusty oh, Bauer. Rusty yeah. Bauer. Yeah, like yeah. oh, you're so so yeah. much integrity. Yeah. Then at the end of your integrity, yeah. you're like, I'd vote for Donald yeah. Trump again. They're all I, just I know. garbage. It's, it's amazing. They're garbage. Uh, it's amazing. They have no integrity. They no. have no character. No. That book Stuart, Stephen Stewart wrote two years ago calls it was all a big lie. Mm-hmm. He was a big Republican operative and got a lot of them elected. Worked for John McCain, worked for a lot of them. He wrote that book. It was all a big lie. He's out now just for the last few months just continuing to say it's all a big lie. They just want power. They don't care about anything else. What I don't understand is why a senior citizen would vote Republican when they come out on the record, uh, Scott, Rubio, all of them, and said, we're going to put it on a chopping block. And Scott said every five years, and then another one came up and said, no, we're going to do it every three years. Why would you vote Republican? And then they said, you know, uh, Biden did the executive order to lower the drug prices and allow uh, the pharmaceuticals to negotiate with us and they're like uh, coming out saying no we're not doing that anymore and the insulin that used to be four hundred dollars it's now 35 nope we're going to cut that out and the 2000 cap on medicare that we got passed uh fortunately or biden got done with hardly (laughs) with no republicans and a very slim majority got all these things done and they're like nope we're not going to let them cap it cap the senior citizens medicine at two thousand dollars why would any senior citizen vote for them i don't know if they're just stupid not paying attention or senile i don't know I, well we have come to or i would have come, after watching for the last uh, month late at night um every cult documentary <laughs> and shows about cults it's clear that half the country is in a cult and yeah, brainwashed. And if you show them the attention. color blue, you could literally tell them it's the color red. I mean, that's where it's yeah. at. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's like, that's what you're describing. You would tell someone, listen, this is the fact. The fact is well, the insulin to me is like the biggest is one of the, one of the top things. If this country well, can make insulin. Die because you, people die without it. Yeah, we met a guy when we worked on the show uh, a, a few a months a month ago or whatever who needed insulin and he takes it I think I think they have to take it every day. And we're talking about somebody who doesn't really have money but he has to spend $400 for a vial of yeah. insulin. This person they're, they're, yeah. it's it, but now you're going to say that it's the Democrats fault that yeah. it, you know this one, this mother was on Oh, about a year and a half ago, her 18-year-old son was rationing his insulin because the family couldn't afford it. (sighs) Mom did not know that he was rationing it. She didn't know. And he died. And I know, it broke my heart. And that's when I got on the insulin bandwagon paying attention, you know, to what was happening. Because this poor kid was trying to save his family money because they were struggling. And the mom didn't know that he was rationing it. And he actually died from it. I mean. What is wrong? And then another thing. Remember the other day that stupid Marjorie? We're not going to give Ukraine one more dollar. Well, they're going to have a hard time now because if they only have one or two or three 
uh, vote majority, it's going to be very hard uh, because in the House, you don't need 60 percent. You need 50 plus one, you know, so uh, they're they're not going to be able to get a lot of these radical things through. A lot of people think it's better that they're going to have the House because nothing's going to get done and they won't be able to blame the Democrats. But I think it's horrible because they'll shut down the January 6th committee. However, I was thinking about that. The DOJ will maybe, hopefully they'll take it up. But the Senate could also take it up. They could take the January 6th committee, everything they have, and they could take it up and keep it going. Now, whether or not they will, I don't know. I think everybody needs to tweet and write and and call their congressman and Chuck Schumer and everybody and say the Senate needs to take up the January 6th committee. Are they, but if they have the house, are they going to take away the insulin and all that, all that stuff that got, that bill that got passed? They're going to try, but it's going to be really hard if they only have one or two vote majority because there are going to be maybe one or two Republicans that won't go for it. You know, there are going to be some moderate Republicans that are just not going to go for it, I would think. I okay. would think there's got to be somebody in the house that's mothers on insulin and grandmothers on, you know, Social Security or the Medicaid two thousand dollars, and they're like, nope, we're not going to take that from my family. That's what you got to hope for that there are a couple of decent modern. But now let me tell you a nightmare scenario. You know, you don't have to be part of the house to be the house leader. They can vote anybody they want. So God forbid. That's the thing that's going the on with with Kevin McCarthy, right? He's he's like Matt Gates is going around being like, he's not going to be Speaker yeah. of the House. So now he's trying to like lobby up Democrat votes because they all vote. Well, on it, what, right? that, yeah, but all, yeah, but he'll never get I, he may get a few, but I doubt it. But because he, he, he you know, he's spineless, but and he's not smart, by the way, he's stupid. But the other thing is, imagine if they had a really big majority in the um, in the House and they said, let's just make Donald Trump the Speaker <gasps> of the House. Oh, they would just be willing to do that. I'm telling you, they're they could literally just bring in it. anybody, anybody. Yeah. And so I'm hoping <laughs> oh because it's so close that if they can't get enough votes, maybe they bring in a compromise that everyone could agree on. It'll never happen. You know, they're horrible. I mean, <laughs> first of all, OK, so who's left besides the Senate runoff in Georgia? Yeah. There, how many like approximately like House races are we still like waiting on? The House uh, the, right now, the the Republicans need, I think, four seats more and the Democrats need seven. That's 11 out of 20 unless they call something. The oh, problem okay. is the Republicans on the, the and what ha these are ones you have we have to flip so to get those four we would have to flip them from red to blue mm -hmm. and uh, they're ahead in those four races now some of them are razor thin but some of them are five and six points so it's a long shot and but our, it can happen a bunch of them are in california like you said like what is the, what is the holdup? why aren't we the leading people counting the votes <laughs> It's funny, but they've always been like that. So has Arizona. They're always like so slow. I don't know. Maybe there's Kumbaya and having some gummies or whatever they call those things. Edibles. Edibles. Yeah, I'm just like, why is California holding this shit up? It's annoying. I don't, I don't know. 
I'm kind of glad because if the House is going to going to win, I love the infighting between now and then if the Republicans are going to win it. Because if the Democrats won it, if Nancy Pelosi decided to stay, she's 100 percent in. If she didn't, you can bet she's going to tell them who the heir apparent is and they're going to line up behind them. That's just the way it's going to be. She has a control over that House that the Republicans don't have because they have the Tea Party MAGA group that voted to not to not certify the election that you know have voted against every a voting uh, law against everything so they're they're not cohesive like the democrats are now we have the left wing it gets on my nerves a little bit. Yeah. Not that I don't agree with them. Well said. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not that I don't agree with them. I agree with much of what they say. But you have to win and you have to, you know, you have to talk to the to the swing voters and the moderates to win. So you just can't go in with this extreme or it's not an extreme, but a very liberal agenda and expect to pick up the moderates. And, you know, it really irritated me for the last month. The only thing you've heard on the television commercials in Florida is socialism, socialism, and socialism. Oh, oh man. Yeah. And see all these people ran from dictators, yeah. but I don't ever understand. They ran from Cuba to get away, you know, from a, an authoritarian dictator, and they're running here, and they're wound up behind Ron DeSantis, who's the biggest thug. He kicks people out of his press conferences. They're behind closed doors. If you ask a question, he doesn't like it. He's thrown out. He wants to. He's fighting Disney over the gays. He's fighting the teachers over the books. He's fighting. I mean, he's nothing. He's the worst. He's the worst and a bully and nasty and bitter and angry and all, you know, puffed up, you know. Oh, I just can't with him. And then you see that commercial where he came out on the eighth day God created him, the leader. What? Or the fighter. (laughs) No. Google Google the commercial. His wife put it out on the eighth day God created He's trying to do a a cult thing, too. He's trying to do a cult thing, too. It's he's so Trump life. He is so fucked up. I want to see what his wife looks like. I need to see too. He's a younger, thinner version of Trump. Do you think that, that if, if we lose the house that Nancy Pelosi will retire? You know, I kind of think she was planning to retire either way. I think if we win the house by one vote, <laughs> she will stay because there's no one else that can navigate it and she'll feel it's her duty. I think if it's anything other than us winning by a very slim majority, I wouldn't be surprised if she retired. But she said the other day, you know, there's power and there's influence and that she'll always have influence. And I think they'll be smart to keep her on speed dial. And she's, you know, she can manipulate the whole thing, whether she stays or not. I think she would probably, if she had a rather, she'd probably just like to retire. But if it's a very, very slim majority for the Democrats, she would, I think she would stay and say, who else can do it? I, I have to do it. There's no one else as skilled as me to do it, you know? I mean, we wanted to quit this podcast if um, if we didn't win the Senate. But I mean, it's going to be hard to keep doing it without Nancy Pelosi. Like, yeah. I feel like the whole house is going to fall apart. I love her. Oh, I, people are saying that uh, Jeffries, what, what's his name? Uh, Hakeem Jeffries is going to be probably yeah. the heir apparent. So I like him too. Yeah. yeah. But nobody really has the, I mean, she grew up with this. Her dad was in politics. She, no one can count the votes, keep the caucus together, rein in the crazy. Raise like money. 
She yeah. raises so much money. And they even said today, like on MSNBC, like, well, you know, who's we the Republicans need a Nancy Pelosi to run the house. Like she's she's iconic, know. you know. It's like, oh, I'm gonna be so bummed if if she's not around. You know what I wish would happen? I wish she'd be on the phone to five moderate Republicans right now that hate Trump and want to get rid of him once and for all so they can get back to having normal Republican, you know, d- disagreements. Yeah, normal Republican cock blocking. Five of them to say, if I stay and I run, well, and run this house and we can get rid of Trump together, will you vote for me to be leader? I mean, that would be karma. Poetic that would be amazing and you'd think that moderate republicans would realize that that's the way to go it's like well well you know adam kinzinger and old what's her dumb bitch fucking cheney Cheney. they if they were still there they'd do it well the thing is it has to be someone getting ready to retire because they'll never get elected again yeah so it'd have to be someone that's like you know i've heard it all i've seen it all i want to do what's best for the country i want to shut down trump (laughs) john kelly confirmed that he is the one that uh sent the um, IRS uh, against Jim Comey and Andy McKay. And then they found out something else crazy he did, in addition to uh, having toilet paper on his shoe while he was waltzing his daughter that he doesn't even claim uh, to uh, his, um, at her wedding. Yeah, yeah, toilet paper on his shoe. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Tiffany Trump and her stupid (laughs) wedding and her stupid face. Yeah, remember when he was going up the stairs and he had it? I'm telling you, shit follows him. He attracts it. Yeah, and then Jordy Giuliani came out today that they're not going to indict him on the Les Parvis thing. Well, Lev and his other partner, they were both indicted and they got, they're getting jail time. And Rudy, who was in the center of the whole thing, is not going to be indicted. What's that about? So if they know that Trump, I see it on the New York Times that Trump said that it's come out about the IRS thing, but he doesn't matter what he, he could go kill everyone in the Republican Party and nothing's going to happen to him. I mean, at this point, who cares what anybody says about him? It doesn't matter. They will never do anything about Trump and his his followers will follow him into hell. They will follow him into raping and killing. (laughs) He could throw a puppy off a bridge and those people would say that that was Satan and Hillary Clinton was in a puppy (laughs) costume and he threw it off a bridge. But what worries me now is that that uh, Garland is going to say, well, I'm going to hand this over to a special prosecutor. Well, that would have been fine two years ago. But now, two years later, you have enough to indict him. That's just going to delay, delay, delay. And do you see he thumbed his nose at the subpoena today? And if the January 6th committee doesn't hold him to account for that, then, I mean, I give up. Because they held uh, Bannon. You know, Bannon's going to get six months for that. And they need to hold Trump accountable. He didn't turn over the records. He thumbed his nose at showing up for his subpoena. And they need to hold him to, to that for, for not leaning to not let him get away with it. OK, so two things before we let you go. One, I, do you yeah. think that if we if we win Georgia and we get Raphael Warnock, if um, do you think they'll take away the filibuster? No, because it's going to take 52 to do it because Kamala can only break a tie. They'll only have uh, they'll have 51. And I think it, I'm not sure if they will, because I don't think cinema yeah, they still need 51, but you see you'll never get cinema and mansion, so they need 52. What is the number right now? We'll have 50. They'll have we'll have 51 if we win. They'll have 50. Before we had 50-50 and Kamala made us 51. But if we have 51 
and we lose Manchin and Cinema on the filibuster, which they both already said a thousand times. They're never going to undo it. Oh, I see. Even for voting rights. So she doesn't get to just vote. She only can break a tie. Correct. So we wouldn't be able to get. See, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with not getting rid of the filibuster because I do think it it gives the 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 party that's not in power some say in governing, and I think it's it's ba- balanced to do that. But they there are certain things they have they sh- just have to get rid of it for. Voting rights is one. That's just a fundamental thing. And anytime the Supreme Court overthrows an existing 50-year precedent. Yeah. I mean, those are two yep. things that should be exceptions to the rule. So I don't think you just get rid of it. I think you vote on it per item. And those are two things that, to me, it starts with voting rights. Everything starts with voting rights. When everyone was screaming about get rid of the filibuster for abortion, I was screaming about get rid of the filibuster for voting rights. If you have fair voting rights, the abortion thing will take care of itself, just like everything else. Yeah. Because it's everything. It's the redistricting. It's campaign everything. finance. Everything. All that stuff everything. is so rotted and screwed up. I'm yeah, scared you know, anyway to get to get rid of filibuster right now, and then two years later, Trump's back, and I'm like, I can't. By the way, uh, McConnell's now may have may have a problem getting the minority leadership because Rubio and Scott and two or three other people have come out and said we don't want to vote right now on that. We want to wait until after the Georgia election, which means they are mad. They they want to get rid of McConnell, and I that's because Trump wants to get rid yeah. of McConnell. Well, who do we hate that got elected this time? JD Vance. Oh, that JD guy. Vance. Oh, fucking hillbilly elegy. Ugh. That was such a bummer election night. That was yeah. such a bummer. They're the most fabulous character, integrity, honorable Tim Ryan to him. Ugh. The other one we hate is they gerrymandered out Mahoney out of his seat, or Maloney, whatever it is, yeah. in New York. And he was ahead of the whole thing, getting them all elected. Ugh. And then they also, the one that really broke my heart, too, was Luria, who was on the January 6th committee. She got voted out. She gave up her career. She she was in the Army or the Navy. She was a pilot or something. She is, a, I think, in the Navy. It was, she was like an like a, a senior person in that she had a sterling west point the whole thing and they voted her out because she was on the january 6th committee uh, and the other one that killed me is beto beto uh, yeah, yeah, beto. Yeah. who do you think is going to happen before you tell our 14 listeners where to get your skincare and stuff do you think we're gonna we're not gonna win the house right we're, we need to just let it go as of right this minute it looks like we're gonna lose by between two and six seats but we still the math if if all of a sudden the outstanding votes flipped to blue instead of red because there's two of them are only about you know a couple of thousand apart but they're kind of in red territories and if Bobert lost that would be three if we could flip two of those maybes and then it would be like one away so but you know trump says he's gonna announce tomorrow night that he's gonna run oh. <laughs> and what do you think when do you think we're gonna know by a week from today in alaska we won't know for like three or four weeks because they have ranked choice voting so if it happened to be that it was a tie and alaska was gonna break the tie we wouldn't know for two or three weeks 
if it's California that's going to break the tie, then we'll probably know in the next few days. We could even know tonight because if the votes start heavily coming in for the Republicans in those four or five areas, they'll just go ahead and probably call them. But then in the Boer race, Boebert or whatever, her gun-toting race, <laughs> the one with the husband that shows his dinghy out in the park. <laughs> so tell our 14 listeners where they can find you, get your skincare. We've been rocking the the eye the eye gels also the cbd oil which i <laughs> and have been putting on my hands because they oh, you have been? yes yeah and yeah leahblack.com l-e-a no h black.com that's it and leah black miami on twitter by the way is twitter gonna survive oh should we all get off oh, of he it? doesn't have that much common sense i'm gonna stay write it out <laughs> and hope i'm gonna hope that he realizes he can't manage it and that he finds some a team of people that can turn it around. But it's he's done a lot of damage. He really lost so much credibility. Meanwhile, Bezos, his ex-wife's given away billions and he just gave away another shitload today. So I think he could treat his Amazon employees a little bit better. But in terms of giving away money, at least he's doing it, you know? We should all just I, go live in Paris and get raped <laughs> by all the people in Paris. That place sucks, Or too. just get a yacht, you know, and get a 150-foot yacht, 200-foot yacht, with a boat that has 100 feet behind it with, you know, a crew of 10, and then a boat behind that that's like 20 feet, so you can just hop on it and run anywhere you want at any port without having to dock, and then just be waited on hand and foot with all of our electronics. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just, yeah. Yeah, the water rises yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah. climate change We need happens. something done. Yeah, well, we need something done. We send the, uh, you know, the third boat over to the uh, <laughs> island to pick up a manicure, a pedicure, and a massage mm-hmm. first, and bring them on the boat. Yeah, onto the second boat. We don't put them on the first boat just for our daily routines, and then we go back to our normal sitting around having cocktails and watching <laughs> the normal sitting around <laughs> and having cocktails. Now it's time for so there's that. right so this is the part of the show where julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet republicans and the ignorant facebook fox news army that follows them she hates doing it because half of the country are members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the rest of us are self-righteous virtue signaling hypocrites (laughs) and we are so evenly divided that no significant legislative change can ever happen other than apparently losing rights But we try and we try and we try every fucking week. And I do mean we, because rather than Nick's Julie doing turkey cuddling as her (laughs) so there's that, I compromised and said she could do it the week of Thanksgiving, just as long as she finds a human-centric story for this week that might provide a smidgen of hope that perhaps we won't end up in a fucking civil war after these midterm elections. All I have to say is get ready for turkey cuddling, okay? And not eating turkey, but cuddling turkeys. Yeah. Just letting you know. Well, as much as I am a member, an avid member of the Democratic Party, because I believe in the lesser of two evils. That's right. And the lesser of, and really I feel, are the Democrats. For all their bullshit, they're not dangerous or destructive. And that's why I say 
they're the lesser. But ultimately, yeah, they're just annoying. Is that what you're going to say? I was going to say the lesser, but ultimately, the more annoying party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you could say <laughs> the bigger sister or brother, if you will, in a family. And much like the binary, I believe in the two party system. The spectrum is profoundly important. And we must keep checks and balances within the parties. And I do appreciate the extreme voices, the moderate voices, the weird voices, the idealistic, the irrational, the rational, the, the deranged, all of it, the deranged. <laughs> all of it's good because all of our boobs are weird and all of our boobs are okay. And for the political system to work, in my opinion, in this country, at this moment, my belief is it works best with only two parties. I'm sorry. I don't think three parties work. They've never worked. Four parties, five parties, whatever. They muddy the waters. They seem like they're thirsty. They never are what they seem. And at the end of the day, Bernie Sanders, you caucus with the Democrats, but you say you're an independent. It just doesn't work. The country which never wanted parties at all has just two of them. And it is within those two parties that we exist. And that's why it is so ultimately offensive to me that Republicans stand in their rotted party when what they should do is denounce the party, work with Democrats until the shitstorm's fixed, and then rebuild from the ashes a new Republican party that isn't based in a demagogic, authoritarian, gladiatorial system where the mob is ruled by an emperor, which is ruled by the mob, and is sold to us as traditional conservative values. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Kill yourself. <laughs> the song gets stuck in the head. It's an earworm, honey. Now, we have our share of liars, con artists, rapists, enablers, handlers, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Yes, I'm using that reference again this week. Get into it. But there is no argument from me that the Democratic Party, for all its insufferable Twitter warriors and cancel culture artists and Taylor Lorenzes, is trying to do the right thing. And other than try and get a background check on your militia weapons and keep your religion to your fucking self, no one is trying to take anything away from you, Ted Cruz, you bloated otherworldly demon hell rat I swear to god that guy is a spawn of Satan as much as I want to bury my head in the sand and never stop abusing Republicans and making fun of so many progressives there are times I'm stopped in my tracks by the feeling of pride and hope by people who are in politics the Democrats have been given the label coastal elites by Republicans in order to demean and invalidate us and make the country believe Democrats don't know anything about the working class as if Ronald Reagan knew shit about anything. Fuck Ronald Reagan. He ruined our economy. He was a shitty president. And the reason AIDS went so long. Yeah. And he deregulated the airlines or we'd be sitting fucking in first class, whole plane eating <laughs> fucking right. lobster being like fight for our fucking ticket price money. The reason you can get a house and then get foreclosed on and have nothing is also thanks to him. We within our own selves even started buying it. And I can't say there isn't some truth to it. The snobby Rachel Maddow NPR type humor, which to many of us is like, why is she laughing? Where was the joke? <laughs> I don't understand what she, why she's laughing. Feels as though you're the one being laughed at because you don't know grammar or you don't know all the names of the senators or whatever. The coastal elite, so to speak, to me. She are- named a podcast The Bag Man, and ours is called Dumb Gay Politics. Like, <laughs> I think it's clear. 
The coastal elite, so to speak, to me, are those insufferable, self-righteous voices that just make you feel dumb and worthless, even when it's coming from within your own. And we do have plenty of that. And it really is time to drain that fucking swamp. And lo and behold, here comes someone who may be the beginning of such a movement. Her name is Marie Glusenkamp Perez, and she just won House seat in District 3 of Washington State, beating out an election-denying Trump Republican. She ran on a platform of working-class Democrats and female autonomy. And though some of her cadence and personality is slightly cringy to me because they are clearly schooling her a little too hard, but she's growing on me and has grown since I've watched this video 14,000 times. I do absolutely love her message. I absolutely love it. And the more I look at her and watch the what she's saying, what she's doing, I love her and it even more. And what she's bringing to the table is fucking um, sorely needed. Working class Democrats, people in rural America, mechanics, construction workers, traditionally that entire class of American voters vote Republican because they've been sold a lie that Democrats are taking their rights, their freedom and their money, that they are forgotten about, that they aren't cared about because Democrats are elitist and only care about reading The New Yorker and only care about reading The New York Times and don't want to hear from people like that. We think you're dumb, but that isn't true. And that is, well, you're definitely not like that. I am not. No, and you weren't like that back when I would be like, "Where's North Korea and South Korea?" And you'd be <laughs> like, and "You, you never were like that." But there are some in both parties that just make fun of, especially now in social media. You know what I mean? Yeah, grammar right. shame, fucking ignorance shame, and it's like you don't know until you know. You like, don't know until you know. Period. The end. And I don't care what it's about or who you are. I don't care if it's. Someone asking me what lesbians do or do Jews have lasers or whatever it is. If someone's asking a real question, you give them a real answer. Period. The end. Because they don't know until they fucking know. And we have tried with this podcast to like cut the snobbery, assume that people don't know how the fucking government works. And that's fine. And that's the whole point of, you know, but what I'll tell you what I'm not going to accept is people coming uh, with their morality and their hate. Yeah. And they're talking about fucking gays wrong and don't have an abortion and Jewish lasers and all the bullshit. That is where I go. You are fucking dumb and you're an <laughs> idiot and you're a moron and yeah. kill yourself. Yeah. So people who are working class, blue collar or rural, rural Americans or living um, outside of a city or whatever. They're just people who pay taxes like everyone else. And they do feel forgotten about and they don't like hearing or watching someone laugh at a joke that they don't understand what and, the fuck they're laughing at. But it at. was manifest destiny because I don't believe that that was happening with Democrats until they started talking about fucking Hillary Clinton and a cabal of Hollywood elite eating babies. <laughs> and now we're like, fuck you, you're an idiot. It's like you right. said. So now that now we're doing what they said we were doing, but we're not doing it what they said we were doing it about. Right. But at the, <laughs> all right, at the end of the day, the irony of all of it is that the Republican Party, starting with Nixon if not before, has degraded down into the most extreme version of its own self, which is a Nexium-style motherfucking <laughs> cult of Trump. And now here we are, and now we're all the people outside the cult are constantly fighting against it, and now we've become what they say that we are, and it really um, is hurting us. Yeah, so, exactly so, uh, so now here we are, and here's this woman. She lives in rural Washington, and... 
she's fucking doing it. So I want to play this entire video made by a more perfect union, an organization helping organize and unionize Americans. Check them out. We're definitely reaching out to them to get someone on here. The video perfectly sums Maria up. The message that we all need to hear right now and what I really do hope is the beginning of a blue wave that's already in a blue ocean. And if, if you miss it, she flipped a seat. It'll be in the video, but I don't know if it'll if it will translate because you're not seeing it visually. So you can YouTube it if you want. Basically, the person that was in the seat in this district in Washington was a Republican who uh, voted to impeach Trump. Trump spent a lot of money to get this woman out. Mm -hmm. She also was a three name hyphenate. <laughs> um, so she lost mm. in the primaries to a fucking asshole piece of shit extremist election denier noob rube fucking amateur who's new to politics and this girl ran and beat his fucking ass and we yeah. flipped that seat from yeah. red to blue so fucking eat shit you deranged motherfucker I'm so tired of Fox News telling me what Democrats look like. Democrats have become the party of the elites. The party of the elite now. They're the party of the wealthy, the party that despises the middle class. We are rural. We work in the trades. We fix things. We work with our hands. It is so obnoxious to me to be overlooked and, and painted with a broad brush. Democrats obnoxious. need to Perfect start word. electing people that work for a living. People that look like America. People that are experiencing the same economy as all of us. We, for too long, have been focused on being the smartest, you know, being the, the most prestigious. You can read all the books you want. If you don't know what's going on in your community, it's irrelevant. My name is Marie Glusenkamp-Perez. I am the Democratic candidate running for Congress in Southwest Washington. Our big story is the win by political novice Joe Kent in Washington's third district. He's a Republican unseating six-term incumbent Jamie Herrera Butler and moving on to the general election. Kent claimed Herrera Butler betrayed Southwest Washington and Republicans when she voted to impeach former President Donald Trump last year. While Republicans vying for Washington State's third congressional district battled it out among themselves, the Democrat in the hotly contested race walked through the front door in the primary with the most votes at about 32 percent and a spot in the November election. My dad's family in Mexico owned a gas station in the 50s. I and my husband run an auto repair and machine shop. It's in Portland, about 45 minutes from my house in rural Skamania County. Surprisingly, running a small business is, is actually very similar to running a campaign. So people need to trust you. They need to believe you understand what the real problem is. You need to listen closely to what the actual issues and what their actual needs are. If you ask me to fix your air conditioning and your brakes don't work, I'm not gonna fix your air conditioning. And that needs to be a conversation of rapport and trust. Government is not I going love to that. get better if I we fucking keep love electing that. Love it. Twitter celebrities and extremists to Congress. Yeah. I love that. We need people who believe that, that fixing things is inherently noble. I didn't open up an auto shop so I could run for office. I opened up an auto shop because I believe in fixing things. I'm very proud to be a rural Democrat. It is, sometimes feels like a dying breed. It feels like a body of people that is overlooked and not listened to. Rural infrastructure really matters. You know, if we had been investing in our infrastructure the way that we should have been, I wouldn't be using a radio tower to get my internet. People can't work remotely and live in these communities without reliable internet. And it comes down to, 
uh, even medical issues or, or tax, tax, you know, being able to file your taxes online. This is not about cat videos. It's about essential services and, and medical care. I love cat videos. Rural Scamedia County, it is mostly the Gifford Pinchot National Forest. So my husband and I built our house ourselves out there, which sounds really romantic. Um, but the reality is for people in my generation, I mean, it is really, really hard to find a lender that will work with you. And that was the way that we could get our foot in the door of the housing market. And that's why she lives in a rural area. People in Scamania County work outside of the county because there are almost no jobs there. And often it feels like we're being told to pivot to tourism. And let me tell you, people are not really excited about this idea of going from working in the woods, making $100,000 a year, to serving cocktails on a golf course. That's Matt Gates, by the way. This is a bridge too far. This is a guy that celebrated the January 6th assault, and then last week was tweeting about defunding the Department of Education. Any fears we had that he was going to moderate in the general, <laughs> we can set those aside. This is an extremist. I 100% uh, support Roe versus Wade being overturned. Uh, I, would, I would move to have a national ban on abortion. Yeah, you know, until you've been pregnant, like, you're just not gonna understand how complex pregnancies are and how much can go wrong. And even if you have been pregnant, you know, your sample size is still pretty small. I miscarried. And, and you know what I needed? You know what the treatment for, for a miscarriage is? It's abortion. You know, without treatment, I might have not been able to have my son. We deserve respect and autonomy in making those decisions and privacy. I mean, this is not about the minutia of constitutional law. This is about respecting people's choices. Does this paint mark to that one is is nine foot six inch? Pretty cute. And we know that the work happens in the middle, that lives get made better by what we can do together, not how far apart we can get splintered. This is about building bridges, about fixing shit. We cannot keep winning presidential elections if we stop listening to rural Democrats. You know, we have our unique perspectives and unique needs, but we're relevant and we can't cede that territory to the Republican Party anymore. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Palatal. Thank you guys for listening to the stupid podcast week after week. We know we've been super negative and lazy and phoning it in lately for the last several, several months. <laughs> um, um, no wonder we make no money. But we truly are so grateful for all 14 of you for sticking around and staying with us. And we really appreciate you being here, even if you don't sign up for our Patreon podcast. But please do sign up for our Patreon podcast. Go to julieandbrandy.com. It's only $1 for a whole extra hour podcast per week. Or you can pay $2 and get two bonus podcasts per week. And our Patreon podcast is completely different than this. There's no ads and there's no politics, except occasionally, maybe in a little song, someone gets in. It's just a little thing. It's a little leak. It's not terrible. It's not a lot. Um, mm -hmm. It's just mainly random fun stories and deep dives and songs and bullshit. 
And we've been doing our Patreon podcast since 2017. So once you sign up, you'll get hundreds of hours of podcasts to listen to instantly. And they are timeless classics such as Trunkies, which we are currently offering as our free episode. Just go to the link in the description of this podcast. When you listen to it, you won't even know what year the shit is from. The only dated ones are from 2020. Anything before that and after are just floating randomly anywhere on the time-space continuum. That's right. There are on-the-road travel episodes, episodes about my IBS, episodes about traveling with my IBS, and we're about to go to Antarctica for two weeks, and that's going to be a whole to-do. And though we aren't sure if we'll be able to do this podcast from there, we're definitely doing our Patreon podcast from there. And you will definitely be getting IBS. For sure. While we're there. Absolutely. So if that sounds appealing at all, then you should join our Patreon podcast. Again, the link to the free episode called Trunkies, starring the guy from the cameo at the beginning of last <laughs> week's episode, gifted mm. to Julie from Ashley Ryder, is in the description um, of this episode. The link is in the description blurb of this episode, or you can go to www.dumbgaypolitics.com, and the info on how to sign up is there. And if you're already on our Patreon podcast, we fucking love you. And thank you to all of our 14 listeners who left us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We wanted to get to 2300 by 2023, and we're currently at 2305. So we're officially going to stop bugging you guys about leaving a review until this time next year when we are thirsting to get to 2400 reviews. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Leah Black. Leah Black always, forever, 24-7. Go. How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful hand in hand. He's just a little broad dying because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my 
attention. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom.